Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Women Redefining Podcast, where women throughout Alberta are talking about how they are redefining entrepreneurship. My name is Stephanie Baker-Hoff, and I am the podcast producer for this amazing series brought to you by the Women Entrepreneurship Knowledge Hub, or WEC for short. Your hosts for this podcast are Anita Kemp and Shannon Peston. Anita is the program leader for WEC Alberta, based out of Mount Royal University, and Shannon Peston is WEC's Senior Advisor for Business and Finance. WEC is part of the federal government's Women Entrepreneurship Strategy, investing $5 billion with the goal of doubling the number of women entrepreneurs in Canada by 2025. Led out of Ryerson University, there are 10 regional hubs across the country sharing research on and resources for women entrepreneurs in Canada. Drawing on the expertise of a network that includes more than 250 organizations, WEC also hosts and supports programming that highlights opportunities and best practices for women entrepreneurs and the organizations that support them. Through Women Redefining, we capture insightful and inspiring conversations to raise awareness throughout Alberta's entrepreneurship and innovation ecosystem and raise the profiles of women entrepreneurs and their businesses so that we can continue to challenge the existing stereotypes of entrepreneurs and share firsthand how women are thinking, being, and doing entrepreneurship in Alberta. Before we dive into this episode, I invite you to take a moment to be fully present and recognize the many traditional lands on which we are connecting and acknowledge with gratitude and respect the many First Nations, Métis, and Inuit peoples whose footsteps were first to mark these lands. Hello and welcome to the Women Redefining podcast. My name is Anita Kemp and I am the Alberta Program Lead for the Women Entrepreneurship Knowledge Hub. Here with me today is Stephanie Baker-Hoff. As the owner of Straight Arrow Consulting, Stephanie is not just an incredible podcast editor, her passion also lies in ensuring that what her clients deliver perfectly represents who they are. And what they create hooks their target audience with the flow, consistency, and compelling detail that only she can provide. Her mastery of branding began during her time in the music industry, and she impressively uncovers her clients' true selves with her innate ability to make you feel so at ease in her presence. You may not even realize she's asking all the right questions. This rare skill set allows her to make certain of a successful visual portrayal through the brand assets needed to successfully promote clients, their project, and their business. She is also a 40-something single mom to wonderfully loquacious and kind twin teenage girls, a proud mom. So you can bet that her interpretive skills are perfected on a daily basis. A truly multi-talented creative, Stephanie admits a substantial vulnerability when it comes to lattes, her dog, and great whiskey. And you'll often find her happily admiring our beautiful Alberta skies with one or all of these at her side. Welcome, Stephanie. Oh, thank you. It's like, oh, is that me? <laughs> That's you. Yeah. And before we begin, I want to let our listeners know that Stephanie is the editor of our Women Redefining podcast, and she kindly agreed to be a guest on the episode. She's on the other side of the table today. 
Yes. It feels a little bit strange, even though, yeah, I'm pretty comfortable in front of the microphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've gone through your bio. I've introduced kind of a little bit about who you are and what you do, but I want to ask you to tell us your story uh, of your entrepreneurial journey. Like when a spark of an idea appeared through, through to where you're at today with your business. Well, it's really interesting kind of when you take a step back and look at all of the different things that you've done and the different experiences that you've had and kind of see how they've all kind of led to where you are currently. And so for me, I feel like my entrepreneurial journey has probably always been a little bit of a seed there. My dad is a carpenter by trade and has always had his own business um, building houses. And um, so I, I kind of saw a little bit how that worked for him as a, uh, you know, growing up and, you know, when I got a little bit older, helping him with the computer stuff, for example, and just seeing that work ethic where, you know, he's out there doing the thing all day. And then at home, he has to still be looking for the next, next job and doing bids and quotes and kind of all of those things. So I think there's a little bit of that kind of in, in my, in my blood, so to speak. After I left, got out of college. I worked for, and this is going to date me a little bit. I worked for Radio Shack and I worked for the director of sales for all of Western Canada. So I was maybe 20 years old and I was working with incredible leaders and salespeople and different um, parts of the organization when it came to marketing, when it came to, you know, learning how to read a profit and loss statement, for example, because I had a boss that was not just a boss. He was a leader and he would bring me alongside of him and teach me all of the ways, you know, and all of the things and why we do the things and involve me in the process and also give me, you know, a large amount of responsibility. And that was a fantastic kind of pocket in my career. And then, um, I went on to have my daughters and after my daughters, I really didn't want to quit working, but two babies, and childcare. And, you know, this goes back to, you know, talking about gender equality and stuff, right? Well, my uh, husband at the time, he's the one that made most of the dough. So I stayed home with my daughters, which was a beautiful time. And then I went on to when they were little, I, I learned photography, for example, and I did weddings and family portraits for a while, ran my own company that way. And then I ended up getting an opportunity to work in radio. I loved radio. Music has always been a big part of my life and who I am. And what happened during that time was I would spend a lot of time with artists, interviewing them, supporting them, going to their shows, talking to them and, you know, and helping, you know, however I could, because I I loved music. I love the power of music. I love that music is sort of this universal language. And then a lot of them would be like, you know what, um, you would be an amazing tour manager. We'd love, you would be an amazing manager. And so this kind of little nugget started going in my head that, you know what, maybe there's a different way that I could be, you know, working with the music and helping. Uh, and that led me to an amazing partnership with a small music management company. And I remember I had I was going through the craziest time in my personal life as well. So I had just you know, separated from my husband and I'm, I'm doing radio, but I was feeling very like, you know, there's more, I can do something more. I can make a better impact. Radio is lovely, but it's also very 
it's very commercial, right? So for me, as someone who loved music and believed in music, not just as a business, but as in, you know, a way that is medicine for people. It helps people heal. It helps people process. Like I get really kind of deep into it. (laughs) Radio is starting to feel a little bit like a straight jacket. And because I was a woman in radio, my ability and my earning capacity was limited. And now here I was a single mom wanting to be able to support my kids and also just kind of shedding this idea of being in this you know, wife, mom role who happens to also kind of do radio, you know, I wanted something a little bit more for myself. And uh, so I took the biggest risk I've ever taken in my entire life. And I quit my radio job and started working for this small music management company. And it was very entrepreneurial, even with just another female, you know, working in this little company in the music industry, which is very much filled with, I don't want, I I don't want to say, I want to say Titans, you know, but also a little bit of tyrants, right? We've had in the music industry, you know, that women get played less on the radio, women get less. So then labels don't pick up women. Like it's a very boys club right? It's a big, big boys club. So it was really interesting to be working with another female entrepreneur trying to pursue and work for these artists and kind of, you know, do what we love and, and make a living doing what we love. And unfortunately, just because the music industry is so difficult, we had to kind of, you know, kind of go our own separate ways. And so then I thought, okay, well, I still, I still love this. I still want to do this. I'm going to do this on my own. But that also made me go, okay, I'm going to have to take this. I'm going to keep this. I'm going to build this little company. And then I had to go, but I also needed to do some corporate work (laughs) to take care of my kids. So I was working really hard for a company doing communications and marketing and managing all of their big conferences and their VIP um, incentive programs. And one of the things that I kind of, got out of that time. My time there was the opportunity to take my background in music and create an amazing event, VIP event in Nashville um, for some, some uh, of our, yeah, VIP elite salespeople kind of thing, which was a beautiful thing. But one of the things that I've always struggled with probably, well, since my girls were born, um, this is a little bit more of a personal side is postpartum depression, which is, has kind of turned into something that I've dealt with for the last 16 years, anxiety, depression, just some mood stuff. Right. And then, so I'm very passionate about that. I don't think it it always limits us, but I'm very passionate about that. And in my time in the corporate world there, I kind of, I think I, I, probably ruffled a few feathers because I saw some things that I didn't think that were okay. Again, that's pushing the envelope again of, you know, this idea of women in the workplace and how women were treated, making time and space for people to take care of themselves. I think I maybe was a little bit too vocal. (laughs) And uh, I, uh, my doctor actually put me on leave for migraines and asked them to give me some accommodation for my migraines because the lighting in the building just made my migraines go like crazy. And I got packaged when I got back. I took three weeks leave and I got packaged when I got back. And that was really devastating 
But at the same time, I think when I look back on my journey, you know, it's the, whether, you know, universe or God, wherever you kind of land on that, I, I think it was basically a sign to say, no, Steph, you gotta, you gotta go back into doing this, this entrepreneur stuff and working for yourself and creating, um, what you need to create, um, for yourself and for anybody that you get to work with a different sort of work environment and a different way to make some money and take care of your family and also be able to take care of yourself. Um, and so that's kind of what I've been doing um, ever since. And it's been really interesting to see all of the different skill sets that I've kind of learned along the way that have led me to be in a place where, you know, I can really get down to the root and understand um, uh, somebody's brand and what that looks like and how to show up in their business and to be authentic and to be able to be able to do something and feel really good about it and make it work for you and the kind of the life that you want and what you want to create and how you want to serve people. And, you know, all of these different pockets of things that I have done in any of these different areas have really given me this ability to, um, really serve my clients and uh, also, you know, kind of step out of this box of what we think is, you know, like we go, oh, we need to have, you know, our degree and we need to have a mortgage and we need to and tick all these boxes because this is what kind of society expects of us and be able to go, you know, let's look at it a little differently and say, I want to find meaningful work and I want to find other people that think like me, that are able to do the things that they love, things that they're good at, things they feel good about doing, and kind of shed that old kind of framework that I think that we have of ourselves. And it's, and it's really difficult and redefine kind of what success looks for myself as a person and not feel so caught up in all of that other stuff. So that's led me to, of course, you know, um, I got packaged from my job and then I was working for an amazing company as well. Another amazing entrepreneur working alongside them and supporting them in their business as well, doing, you know, the things that I love also doing and working with some artists and some music and then COVID hit. <laughs> so with COVID. Um, and I think one of the reasons that I've been able to kind of get through that is because of this ability to kind of step back, reevaluate and kind of pivot and look at, okay, wait a minute, where are things going now? What, what skills do I have in my back pocket that I can use that are going to be able to help me support my family, do stuff that I love, work with people I'm passionate about and their, and what they do. And be able to make a business out of that. And I kind of, you know, took a step back and was able to go, well, podcasting, podcasting is amazing. It's growing. It's a big long form piece of, of your marketing. It's a way to speak directly to your audience. And when it comes to the editing, well, my years in radio, where I was producing you know, segments and programs and interviewing artists and people in the community and government officials as a reporter, all of those kinds of things, it all has given me this, the toolkit and the skills to be able to do this, but be able to do it for myself, working with other people that I'm aligned with. And the other funny part that's come out of it is 
most of my biggest clients are all doctors in the mental health space who are women entrepreneurs. And, and now of course here with WEC and, and that's kind of my journey up until today. Wow. And every, you know, everyone's entrepreneurial story right now always kind of has that little, and here's my COVID story. Right. (laughs) That, That goes along, along with that. And I just, I love hearing like just when we're asked to tell our story, you know, that, that's when you, you pick up on like the values that have come through that drive you, uh, have driven you kind of um, in and out, navigating you through your, your journey. And um, earlier in your story, you had mentioned about your dad and your, your manager at Radio Shack. I'm just, I'm curious as to uh, who's inspired you throughout this whole time that, or supported you the most throughout your entrepreneurial journey. Well, I'd have to say when I really started thinking about it as an entrepreneurial journey, because I don't know that I had before, (laughs) it was probably about two years ago when I hired my first business mindset coach and first kind of realized that, oh, this is entrepreneurship, you know, because I think oftentimes as women, I don't know that we stop to think about it necessarily. A lot of times we're just like, how do I take care of my family? And so that's kind of what it was for me. And then when I kind of was sitting in this space thinking, you know what? I don't know that I ever want to be back in a corporate environment because the values aren't really aligned with me and who I am. I would rather be a little bit more of a change maker, even if it's only within my own kind of little sphere. Yeah, I think that um, my business coach would probably have been in the last couple of years, probably my biggest supporter. My family, of course, have have always been great supporters, but it, it's taken a while. It took a little while for them to go, oh, no, what you're doing is working and it's OK, you know, and I feel like, you know, even before your parents, my parents would be like, OK, but is that a real job? And And you'd get those questions. Well, are you getting paid for that? right? And they, it took a little bit for them to understand because I don't think that that was something that was, I think it was just a new concept to them. You know, the concept of my dad being a framer and having a company that builds houses. Okay. That doesn't seem out of the norm, but for, for myself, it seemed they, they, I don't think they totally got it. So for me, when I first started working with my business coach and understanding, um, you know, and opening up to the idea that these things are possible and there's other support out there. There's other women and resources and and groups that you can be a part of in a community of people that you can lean on and talk to and support, you know, whether it's various masterminds or organizations like this one where, you know, there's other people that have either are going where you're going or have been where you're going those are the people that you surround yourself with then. That's right. We each have our own individual, unique entrepreneurial story, entrepreneurial journey, but there's a common thread to mm-hmm. those women that are, that are on it. And, uh, and, and even like you say, like even like recognizing I'm an entrepreneur, right? And when you reflect, it's, well, I was probably an entrepreneur before I actually realized it. Right. Yeah. And you mentioned, Mary, you wear many hats, right? Um, and and people that are supporting you, but how do you support yourself? 
how do I support myself mm-hmm. in, in being an entrepreneur? Yeah. And this, along this journey, I mean, you'd mentioned, you know, about when you, when you had your two baby girls and the postpartum depression and, you know, even picked up on, you know, like you described music as medicine and healing and, mm. you know, and so it's really kind of, how do you support yourself navigating? Well, I think it's um, very important to make sure you do have a support network. I think it's important to um, make sure that you're giving yourself some breathing room. I think a lot of times, you know, entrepreneurs or, or really driven people uh, too, we, we do kind of also carry alongside of us a little bit of this kind of perfectionism thing or this need to always do more and to do more and to do more. And sometimes that can really lead to um, burnout and that can happen in a corporate environment too, of course. And so I think that self-care piece, and I'm not talking, you know, bubble baths and, and, and getting your nails done, you know, which I totally am a huge proponent of. I love that, but I mean, real self-care, right. Where I think it's, I think it's really important to have good boundaries. Um, I think boundaries is a huge part of self-care. I think so boundaries in, you know, this idea of if I don't answer every email right away or every, you know, be jumping and on all the time, then I'm going to lose, lose business or I'm going to let someone down or whatever. I think having boundaries around, you know, even for yourself, it, okay, when's my work time? When's my off time? Making sure. So, and making sure you're scheduling in that white space in your calendar making sure that you, you know, the the real things where you're moving your body, where you're doing, um, I'm a big proponent of meditation. I suck at it because I have a busy brain, but I still need to do it. Drinking the water, making sure you're fueling your body, right? Like I really believe all of those things are super, super important for anyone and not just entrepreneurs, but all of those things I think are really, really important and having boundaries too. So, you know, making sure your clients know that, okay, you know what? I might not, if it's in the evening, you can, you go ahead and send me that Voxer. You go ahead and send me the voice note when you need to do it. And, and these are the times when I kind of respond and you kind of build a flow with your clients too. And you, and you work those boundaries so that you can protect the time that you're not working in your business, if that makes sense. So yeah, those real self-care pieces I think are super important. And I think that sometimes we can be really, really hard on ourselves. I know I am. And I think uh, a lot of people can get really hard on themselves. And so making sure that you celebrate all of the little wins too, you know, those are just a couple of the things that I would, I would recommend or that I use. Yeah. And I couldn't agree more that, you know, and, and for women that's, that's setting, setting the boundaries and celebrating our successes, you know, it's, it's, it's an ongoing practice <laughs> that we have, have and you, to do. And you just said it so much more succinctly than I did. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I remember someone telling me once, uh, probably was a coach too, is um, you show people how to treat you. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. always really stuck with me. If, if I'm always saying yes, 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 yes. And in the background I'm saying, I should be saying no, 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 no. Right. Um, but you're showing them it's okay and to, to treat you that way. So I, I found that was a great way to remind me, my, remind me about setting my boundaries too. So thanks, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. And I think trying to find, you know, and this goes back to the marketing part too, where you're looking for your ideal client, but your ideal client also, I think it's really important that they you're aligned with them. 
because that just makes things feel so much better too. Yeah, and absolutely in, in the work that you that you're in, um, mm-hmm. you know, and you spent, you know, a lot of you, you know, you are a you describe yourself as, as a creative and that creative mm-hmm. entrepreneurship space, right? There's kind of addressing the stereotypes around uh, what it means to be an entrepreneur. And so, you, you know, my next question really comes in, you know, with WEC, WEC is, is you know, running a, a campaign to challenge the stereotypes around entrepreneurship and sharing success stories. Of, of women entrepreneurs like yourself, but I'm curious to hear from you, like um, how do you think we should be challenging the stereotypes around, you know, what an entrepreneur or an entrepreneurial venture looks like, and particularly in the creative space that, that you've been in for so many years? That's a big, that's a big one. So I think I have kind of two pieces to that, that when it comes to the gender gap, I think that, you know, we don't give enough credit to women that are out there doing something to, you know, make extra money, support their families, or even just because their heart and soul and their brains need something else to do. I think we minimize some of the things that some women do and, you know, oh, that's their, that's their little side hustle. Or if it's not, employing a whole bunch of people and making all this money and all these things, then it doesn't, it, it's like our perception of it needs to change our perception of what entrepreneurship is, because essentially the definition of entrepreneurship is just someone that is trying to start a new business in order to make money. So that doesn't necessarily mean it needs to be making revenue of half a million dollars. You know, if, if there's a mom out there and she's going to the farmer's market and selling her homemade goods in order to pay for her son to be able to do hockey, I think that's an entrepreneur. And I think that needs to be recognized and appreciated, but I feel like um, it gets minimized very easily instead of celebrated. So that's one of the things, you know, like I, I live in more of a rural community too. And I see so many women working to fill the gaps in their, you know, family financial situation. And they come up with this amazing creative stuff. And perhaps it's something in an idea that that could even grow, but the idea that that could even be looked at in validated doesn't even cross our minds. And I think, I think that's a shame. And I think that there's so many ways that women are so innovative and a lot of it, it comes out of a passion or a need. And I don't know that there's enough resources to support them. So that's one thing. And then in the creative space, I think the biggest challenge, and I wonder how it's going to look, and it kind of makes me a little emotional. We've gone for, you know, however many months COVID has been without being able to enjoy live music. And I have so many friends who have lost everything. And what it says to me is, is what do we value? Um, And I wonder, having gone through such a big period of time without something that is so integral to connection and community in our, in our world, having gone without that, if we're going to have a different idea of what and a different value placed on art and creative stuff and music, 
because now that we've been deprived of it for so long, are people going to recognize how integral and how important it is? Because, you know, as an entrepreneur who wanted to work within the music business, in order for me to get any funding to help and support these artists, most of these artists have to be self-funded until you make it to a certain level. There's no money for people to do the marketing side, to go and record the music, to go on tour. In the creative industry, you have to show everything before anybody will help you. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So, so that is, and that's a, that for me is really sad. So I'm wondering if when we come out of this, people are going to look at the creative space and, and give it more value and support it more. And that's kind of what I would hope for because it's, it's really hard because before it was always music or arts or any of those kinds of things, they're the first things to get cut. And now I think what we're seeing throughout this pandemic is the lack of connection and the lack of these sorts of things have left a really gaping hole. And these are all pieces that really do support people's, you know, mental health and bring and it really does bring people together. I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. And thanks. Thanks for bringing that up and sharing that because you know, the hope is for this series, this podcast series that some people, some of the listeners are those organizations that have more of the power to, to change this. Which would be phenomenal. To hear the stories that you've just shared, like people that you know in this creative industry that creates like this connection and community and healing environment that we're all going to, to need. Um, and so it's, you know, it's a way to, to recognize that and support it. And, and then for a lot of people, it is, it feels like a gaping hole, but they, they're not sure how to fill it. So, um, you know, and I hope that that space isn't that you can jump back into that once the music, the live music events, because I know that's, that's a space dear to, to your heart. I know we're kind of running out of time. And so I just want to take it back to you and ask you when you look to your future and the future of, of your entrepreneurial venture, um, what does success look like for you? Success for me is being able to do work that I think is meaningful. And I'm currently doing that in the podcasting space. You know, my 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 biggest client, she is a doctor who has just created a micro clinic that is completely virtual to support women in mental health. So she has, so, and it makes me want to just well up because, and she actually is probably one of my biggest inspirations as well, because now it's providing an opportunity for people to get mental health support with a doctor virtually and covered by Alberta healthcare. And when I bring that back into the music realm also, you know, we have these artists that don't have any sort of, you know, insurance plan, right? So here's someone that I get to work alongside who is creating something that I believe so strongly in that I believe people need that success to me, you know, being able to take care of my, my, my daughters, and just preparing them to walk into university and being able to do that, doing stuff that I love to do. And, um, and, and also being able to like, kind of call the shots, you know, I'm not restricted by 
you know, having to pander to making sure I don't upset somebody in some department and it just feels so much better. And, and that's success for me, not to be in that restricted box of, of corporate anymore. And I know it works for some people, but it just feels really good. So that's success for me, you know, paying my bills every month, working for amazing people who I believe are doing amazing things. That's success. Mm-hmm. It's our values, right? That, it, that lead, like the, the freedom yeah. to make your own decisions. Yeah, meaningful work, hanging out with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. And of course, putting food on the table. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in one day, yeah. Do, am I, do I want to be earning, earning more, bringing in more business? You know, I have a couple people I contract to that I'm able to allow them to kind of do the same thing. And if I can grow that and provide that opportunity for other people and create a culture, even in my own small little sphere here that says, you know, we care about you, not just what you can do for us. That also is success. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, some fairly high profile uh, speakers and leaders that say like, do what you love and the money will come. So Mm -hmm. it's just because we don't put a, a dollar amount onto our success vision. We do what we love and the money will come. It's an entrepreneurial adventure versus adventure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So thank you. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for sharing your story. So inspiring and particularly, you know, giving a voice to the creative entrepreneurship space. My pleasure. Insights. And so to our and to our listeners, we invite you to tune into the full series of conversations in our Women Redefining podcast and check out the WEC.ca, that's W-E-K-H.ca website for our See It Be It database, where you will discover over a thousand successful women entrepreneurs like Stephanie across Canada. Thank you.